1: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. That's it. There's a new member of the final four club and they hail from Lubbock, Texas. Just celebrating in the streets of Lubbock. Wow. Texas Tech Monday night will be playing for the national championship.
0: Welcome one. welcome all to the Tortillas and Takes podcast, powered by Guns Up Nation. You are on once again with your boy, I'll be sure, and basketball. Off to a fast start. Uh, recently, they have played two games. We actually even stayed up for this last game against Omaha, and Jeremy, my friend, good friend Jeremy, is on here with me, and he is exhausted, tired, ready to go to sleep because the Red Raiders wouldn't hurry the game up and just win already. <laughs> What's going on, Jeremy.
2: Yeah, how do you speed up a how do you speed up a game of basketball? You don't. Uh, we had to sit through a massacre. And you know what they say? Uh tragedy over and over again just gets boring. So uh but feels good, man. Texas Tech basketball 5-0, 4-0 at home. Uh, everything's looking like it's starting to gel a little bit better.
0: So I do say, so we we recording this after the Texas Tech Omaha game, a game where Texas Tech wins 96 to 40. Um, and is this game more about Tech actually being good, or is Omaha just that bad?
2: Oh, they're bad. They are bad. And you can see it. Uh, I mean, early on, you know, Omaha tries to keep it near, and it really wasn't until, you know, 15 minutes left, uh, 15 minutes or five minutes, you know what I'm saying, five minutes through the first and then Tech really started to take off. But Omaha was kind of hanging around there for a second. But then just miscommunication. I think the disruption that Tech was offering defensively, uh, the explosiveness that Tech started to show pretty early. Uh, Omaha just was not ready for this. And uh, th- this is kind of like the theme of the game, the rest of the game, you know.
0: What's funny, because I actually think Omaha watched the tape. I think they watched the tape. They said, OK, well, Texas Tech, they're not going to give us a lot inside, but we're just going to stay on the perimeter. We're gonna shoot shots. We're gonna make these shots because tech's gonna leave us open, or we're gonna be good. Here's the thing: tech didn't leave them open <laughs> at all. Tech was very up in their face, and they shot 29 threes in this game and only made six of them. I hope that every team that we play for the rest of this game goes six for 29 for three, and tech may have a 30-0 season <laughs> by the end of by the end of it, <laughs> this regular season. Cause but I mean, tech's defense, this is the, really, even including the incarnate war game, the first time that I was like, man the defense is wildly impressive. They were absolutely everywhere in Omaha's face from the very beginning. Obviously there was nothing been given up in the middle, but from the second Omaha cross half court I felt like they had were in the the uh the dungeon of death if you will. Uh this Texas Tech defense was was back.
2: In a big way. That's a good way to put it. And I think that, man, you're talking about how Omaha probably watched the tape and thought, all we have to do is jack up threes and we're good. Uh, But they didn't get a clean look because this deep, like we were talking about earlier in the season, like, Adams is pressing the point of finding where his team needs to get stronger. And it was very apparent early on that from the three, like not challenging three as well is the issue. And so it is awesome to see. Uh, and again, Omaha is not the best team, but when a team game plans for your weakest point and that no longer is your weakest point, it it's just at least in this game. Uh, my goodness. I mean, that, that you've got to take some, you've got to take some um, excitement from that. Like you've got to say, this was a good, adjustment by texas tech and a good adjustment by this this coaching staff to address the issue and once we shut down like once the threes were not easy to go down like omaha got really flustered around the arc uh obviously could not make anything go inside when you got the biggest boys in the game down there bacho getting a lot more playing time um, but like people like uh oh my gosh who who, who am i thinking of just so many people played so well this game um oh malik wilson is an absolute fiend defensively. I have, I mean, if you're dribbling the bar just a little bit too far away from your body, like the guy's going to let you know. He's going to take it from you. He's going to take it to the other end of the court. going to do something with it. And so just seeing like everybody kind of fit into their roles this game uh, and shine in a way that at, at home, you just love to see it. TJ Shannon's first game back. Uh, it was just all clicking. And like, this is, uh, well, first game back home. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, it was just such a good game to watch. It was good because it got boring, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, we, we joked about it being a boring game, but it's a, it was a good boring game, right? We didn't, it was no surprise. Sometimes it's good to just be bored. No surprises, nothing crazy. I'd much rather be bored than, like, you know, I was watching the Texas Tech women play Lamar the other day, and that was not boring. We went to overtime. I didn't want, that's a game I wish was boring. I wish that game was very boring and it was not boring for all the wrong reasons. So, um, yeah, no, the, the the guys did a really good job truly blowing out uh, Omaha and holding them to their second fewest points scored in a half twice, right? They held them to 20 points in the first half, 20 points in the second half, and the lowest point total in a game all season. as bad as Omaha is, I mean, setting them to new record lows for the season, got to be good. Got to be good. Gotta take also, that. K-State played this team and only beat them by 15. So, uh, you know, if you believe in the transitive property, that means that we are, you're, you're the mathematician around here, but uh, what, what is that? That means we are 41 points better than Kansas State. Does that work? Yeah, there you go. You go. <laughs> is that something we can carry on? Hey, shout out to Mrs. DeBello, my third grade teacher. She'd be very proud of that math that I just did in my head.
2: <laughs> I shout can promise he that. wasn't using his fingers. <laughs>
0: That's right. Um, but so one thing I do want to bring up is the rotation. Once again, right? So you, you brought it up. Batcho, if you were listening to the Texas Tech, Tech UIW broadcast, uh, has, seems to has earned minutes. He has earned more minutes. We started seeing him. We saw him in the UIW game. We saw him a lot earlier in this game against Omaha. And it seems like guys like him, guys like Adonis Arms, uh, uh, guys like, I mean, Clarence Adani and just his second game back, are starting to get some more minutes and really starting to figure out what the rotation really looks like.
2: Daniel Bacho in the in the um, in the presser after the game, just got a snippet of it. It was talking about this, um, you know, coming of minutes for him. And his response was basically like, I understand that I'm not going to get as many minutes. So I want to make the most of the minutes that I have. And I mean, just really athletically bringing that to the table. I mean, he had 10 total rebounds this game. Uh, It's insane. Five assists as well. Um, and six points on the court, like that is a tremendous stat line for your big man. Uh, just really being effective underneath the basket, but we've seen him take the ball at the top of the key and then drive it for a layup. I mean, like he's got he's got range, right? And that's what we really want from a big guy that we've kind of missed out in the past.
0: Well, see, he's he's got range on both sides, which is crazy. Like yeah. I, I think the biggest thing that stood out for me was his lateral quickness defensively. I was not expecting. I was not expecting whatsoever. Uh, that's been one of the biggest surprises when it comes to anybody off the bench. A lot of the guys, the way they played, I, I've seen, I was like, okay, this checks out. Adonis Arms is a crazy good defender. That checks out. Malik Wilson has active hands. That checks out. All this I saw. I did not see Daniel Batcho being the beast he is defensively on the perimeter. That is not something I did not expect. I didn't, didn't think we'd see that. And he's been that good. I don't know if he already always had this. I don't know if he was taught this. But he's been fantastic, uh, both offensively and defensively, from the three-point line and in. He's been great. Um, so I brought up Clarence Nadalny. Now he's back from injury. Uh, first game against Incarnate Word, put up a zeroes across the board right on the box score. He was just out there doing cardio for 17 minutes against UIW. It really didn't, but it, we, what we saw him from Clarence Nadalny was, I, I said zeroes across the board. He did have three steals in the game against UIW. Um, and he did what I, I wanted him to do, which is be the point guard, Set, start the, uh, bring the ball up, set up the offense, and then pass the ball around and get the hell out of the way. He did that against UIW, and then against uh, uh, Omaha, did it as well, um, also sh- small stat lines, but still good defensively, a little out of control, but that's kind of what we expect from Clarence Ladani at this point. Uh, what did you think about Clarence's first two games back?
2: Uh, Lucky's, like I mean, we were talking about earlier this season, the hip injury like that he or the hip surgery that he was coming back from uh i am personally shocked with the amount of like aggressiveness that he has maintained um from before and after this thing like you wouldn't have guessed that he's still recovering from this hip thing uh but yeah like you said kind of moving towards i think nadoni kind of realizes where there's a gap on this team like you said fitting into like this true point guard position where he's kind of the d- deliverer of like the offense I feel like he might feel most natural at that position because like I said, like tonight, uh, not really big, any big stat lines, got to the free throw line a lot um, and just uh, or got to the free throw line a couple times, times, uh, but really kind of facilitated the offense. And I think that's with like the team that we have now, like Nadoni on the court did not slow us down offensively at all. And I think that's a very big testament to it is that, you know, we end up scoring uh, a lot more points in the second when he was a lot, he was on there a lot more because he's dishing it out and he's got really good vision about who's where and, you know, what's a good opportunity for the team. And so Nadoni may not be putting up the points that everybody else is putting up, but he's certainly a, a like glue to this or a lubricant to this machine. That's just is operating so well right now.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, with that, we kind of talk about some of the guys up coming off the bench that have earned a little bit more minutes, and it's including Nadal, who's kind of come off the bench. Let's go to the other side of things. Guys that seem to be slipping from the rotation. Now, three guys we did not see play in Incarnate, incarnate Word. Three of them, they went down to South Padre from everything that I saw, saw am on the bench. They just didn't play in that game. And then we see against Omaha, they played, but a lot of garbage time minutes, a lot of minutes played in the second half. And those three guys are Chabuzo Agbo, KJ Allen, and Sadar Calhoun. What can you say about those two guys? Why do you think that they're kind of slipping in the rotation? Are they slipping in the rotation? What do you think?
2: I mean, Sadar Calhoun, we kind of addressed already that his form has just been off. Uh, He did, especially further down in garbage time, start to play a little better, ended up getting eight points, but it's garbage time. Jabuzo Agbo is the one that's interesting for me. He's the one, I think, who's always kind of set in this maybe, maybe not, just because we don't really understand uh, his ceiling yet. I don't think he understands his ceiling yet. Like he, He's somebody who athletically, uh, physically has a lot to offer, but is still just kind of feeling that out. A- a- K.J. Allen's the one for me that when he's on the court, he's always an asset. And so it's interesting for me... Um, I mean, he comes out, he shoots three, he makes three, he gets two defensive rebounds. You know, he's just like, he's an efficient player. So it's interesting for me why he doesn't seem to be getting the minutes that I figured he would get, especially with he's such a powerful presence underneath the rim. Uh, but that's kind of a testament to the people that we have in the rotation right now. That like, there's a lot of really good people that KJ Allen can still be tremendous, like athletically and not be getting as many minutes as everyone else. Uh, so with KJ Allen, it's the biggest question mark for me. Sadar Calhoun, he just needs to get back into form, uh, into the form that he was when he transferred in. And Jabuzo Agbo, I just don't think maybe he's ready this season. Um, but I'm, I'm here to be surprised.
0: Well, so with both Allen and Agbo, remember, this is a very veteran laden team full of junior seniors and super seniors, right? The two sophomores are K.J. Allen and Chibuzo Agbo. So it could be, I, I think it's less about them and more about just how stacked this team is. The fact that there's just veterans, there's people that are, have been here before, knows what they're doing. Now, Calhoun Asai, who is another one of those super seniors that just hasn't been playing great, thought off with, the, remember the first game, Calhoun was one of the first guys off the bench, and he's just been struggling. He's been struggling, and when you have a team that's as stacked as this one is, Coach Adams doesn't have to choose a struggling player over a guy that's being more successful. And it does, I do, one thing I do appreciate is it does seem like Mark Adams is willing to go with the hot hand. Bacho has been the hot hand. He gets more playing time. And that's how it should be, right? The guy who's playing well gets more playing time. I think it's just with the situation with Agbo and with Allen, there are young guys on a veteran laden team and other guys are just playing a little bit better, right? So um, I'd be remiss. I'm not going to do a weird transition like I did last episode. Um. Only thing I'm gonna do here is talk about Manscape. <laughs> Top, All right. So Manscape. <laughs> Christmas is coming up. Um. Make sure, make sure, make sure to get your gifts. Get get gifts for the people around you. Get gifts for your dad. Your brother. Um, Like I said before, this ain't just for guys. I know it's Manscaped, but there's a lot of stuff that women can use as well. So this is a great... Also, to be fair, honestly, I'm thinking about getting this gift for my wife. She's a gag gift also because I think it's hilarious to get something called Manscaped. Um, And I'm funny like that. So, um, But Christmas gifts with us. We're going to help you out with your Christmas gifts. Make sure you use the promo code TORTILLAS. That is TORTILLAS, plural, uh, to get 20% off of any Manscaped order. That's right. That is tortillas for 20% off. So as we switch gears, Jeremy, we are going to be talking now about another guy that had played his first two games. And uh, I see you had a smile on your face. This guy should bring a smile to everybody's face. (laughs) That is that man, Terrence Shannon Jr. That that man. He is a man. He's 40. No, he's not 40. He's like 21. But Terrence Shannon Jr. uh, is playing like a man among boys just two games in. What do you think about his performance?
2: Terrence Shannon Jr. can stand on a chair. He can stand on the highest mountaintop. It kinda of like reminds me of that meme of the cat on the light pole who says, I don't see any gods up here. Except me. You know, like Terrence Shannon, like what a what a way to come back. This whole, you know, NCAA fraction or infraction issue getting settled up. I kind of had this feeling of like, man, you know, we got a lot of hype coming around, coming back, but he hasn't had a lot of time. Like he's been practicing, but he's had no game time. Uh, But then just, just coming back and then being the Terrence Shannon, we like needed him to be off the bat. I mean, 16 points against Incarnate Word, 18 points against Omaha, like he's dominating. And he's not just dominating one aspect of the game. He is like defensively Offensively, just the the level of athleticism that he adds to this team is just incredibly, um, just off like, there's no skip, There we haven't skipped a beat. Like he comes in and we've just gotten so much better. Like it's not like a, oh man, we know he can be really good. It's like the moment he stepped on the court with all of these guys, you can tell that they've been practicing together and he feels good with this team. Um, I will say his dominance uh, from beyond the arc is a lot better than it has ever been like his ability to shoot the three is is a lot better than he used to and so he got two of six in the game against incarnate word but that was a weird game anyways uh but in the game against omaha three of four in the fourth one i would say maybe he didn't really set up all the well but like th- this is a player that i'm trying to think of who we were playing uh amory might have tweeted it but there was a team we played uh, who their job was like, let Terrence Shannon shoot that three because he can't hit it. Well, guess what? Terrence Shannon has worked on his game and now the weak part of his game is becoming a strength. So Terrence Shannon is a dangerous man. He is that man and he is letting everyone know about it. I mean, the top, I mean, windmill dunking on Omaha? Come on, Terrence. That, man, pe- that man busted out a, win- a these
0: windmill These people got a long mid-game. way to
2: go back home and you, let, you put that in their minds. Goodness, man. I mean, he's, he's, I'm, I'm so glad he is back.
0: All uh, right. He, so his shots gotten so smooth, so smooth. <laughs> like the, the hitch that he used to have is gone. Absolutely gone. It's, it's just, that is, he has now become, and we were talking about the fact that Texas had struggle shooting the ball. And I mean, when you play a team like Omaha, you have no struggle shooting the ball. They went 50% from three today. Uh, but, um, d- that helps. You got another shooter on the squad now, right? Uh, and so one thing I want to bring up is, is that Kevin McCullough did not play against Omaha, but he played against uh, incarnate word. And McCullough and Shannon, great, great duo together. This game in Omaha, you saw Warren and Shannon, great duo together. It don't matter who's playing with Shannon, he's out there, <laughs> right? Like, oh man, he's fantastic. I think the one thing that I'm still missing and I want to see is Williams and Wo- or, uh, Williams. Williams and Shannon play off of each other. We haven't seen that yet. We didn't really see that in UIW game. We didn't see it in the Omaha game, but I know it's
2: coming. Yeah. I feel like Williams is kind of like, I don't know, not on an island, but I feel like he's kind of his own head when he's playing the game. You know what I'm saying, though?
0: I, well, see, it's funny you say that, because I actually feel that way about O'Banner. I think O'Banner, O'Banner, when it came to Oral Roberts, he didn't have to worry about the ball coming to him or... Or he could just attack. It was just him and Ness, And they could just attack, attack, attack. And I feel like attack O'Banner sometimes is thinking, well, you know, I'm new here. I got I to gotta kind of settle in. And to our guys that have been here, like McCullough, like Shannon, are like, nah, bro. I mean, we've been here. This, <laughs> we can just take it over. And I think guys like O'Bannon, like Williams, uh, uh, like Wilson at times, it, they're, they are trying their best to just go with the flow. And it's going to take some time. I mean, this is just – we've only five games in. This is the first – five games these guys are playing in a tech in a red raider uniform even in that white jersey that i hate but a lot of tech fans love um <laughs> this is the first yeah it's, that those jerseys remind me of a dark
2: time
1: okay <laughs> <They> <laughs> that's remind fair me of bro a dark time mark adams is trying to come think.
2: out here and redeem that he's like let's just go ahead write the wrongs early
0: <laughs> i know tech fans love the big white jerseys with say tech across it yeah i loved the two back in 2012 until i saw like a Thirty-loss season, right? Like, is <laughs> remind me of a dark time. But, anyways, um, but uh, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the Shannon McCuller, these guys are used to playing. MSS has had a great start to the season. These guys are used to it, and they, I think that's the reason why we're seeing such success from those guys. And it's going to take a little bit of time for other players like O'Banner, like Williams, like Wilson to really get comfortable and in, in the flow of the game. Not necessarily have to be fed. But more so, just kind of take over, be aggressive, and be that guy. One guy we didn't have to worry about that with is Davion Warren. He don't care. He don't care. He
2: just he just go out there and hoop. <laughs> this man's on another it. level. It's, it's so fun to watch Davion Warren go around and just cut up defenses like butter. I mean, goodness, it, it's so it's so sweet.
0: He he you know, you know, you know some guys shooters. need to let the game come. Yeah, he, some guys need to let the game come to them, and he's like, nah, nah, man. <laughs> nah, I'm going a nah, do to man. <laughs> I'm from New York. <laughs> He's like, I'm from New York. I listen to Benny the Butcher. It's it's I'm I'm about this. <laughs> give me the ball. Let me rock. Um, man, I love watching Davion Warren play. He's he is quickly risen up my rankings of favorite red raiders. Good or bad, because I just like watching him play. He may go over 20, but he's gonna shoot that thing. And I'm a big believer, a strong believer that you need one erratic shooter. You need a J.R. <laughs> Smith on your team. Yeah. Right? You know, yeah. I, I'm a Rockets fan. I used to love Gerald Green on my team. You need an erratic shooter. And Davion Warren is our erratic shooter. And I love him for that. Um, and he's, he's been really good. So uh, recap for those that missed the beginning of it. Texas Tech beat Incarnate Words 84-62. Follow that up by beating Omaha 96-40. to Neither team are any good, but Texas Tech beating them worse than other teams have. Uh, Jeremy, I mean, there's not really much to talk about here. Anything else you want to say to the people?
2: No, uh, we got another team coming up next. Uh, it's going to be another just kind of like snooze. I mean, Lamar has been having a terrible start to the season, but come December, we are going to be getting into an exciting slate of games uh, that includes a number of ranked teams. One that, uh, you know, is tremendous, uh, tremid- like unsuspectingly formidable, will be the one to start off against Providence. Um, No,
0: Providence Providence ain't no slouch. Now, actually, I do want to bring this up because the next time we'll be talking to the people will be after this Providence game. Um, So it's, Providence ain't no slouch. Like, this is not a team that you're, I know sometimes fans tend to overlook Providence. You don't hear about them in football. You think that, oh, well, you know, they're just, they're the Friars. You can't be scared of a team called the Friars. Uh, But but Providence, they're, they're a decent team, right? They did lose to Virginia recently, but at the same time, they beat a Wisconsin team in Wisconsin, they just beat the crap out of Houston, right? So, like, this is a good Providence team. And a Providence team, if Providence beat Tech, I would not be shocked by it. I think it's going to be a good, tough game. And actually, if I'm not mistaken, give me one second. I believe ESPN actually has. Yes, ESPN has given Providence a 75% chance to beat Texas
2: Tech. They got a shooter. In. So, Nate, Nate uh, Wilson, is it? Nate Watson? Uh, yeah. Yeah, Watson. Watson. That's a dangerous well, he, dude. He, he ain't a
0: shooter,
2: but he, he but he's ain't a killer, kill it, points. but don't push him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah he maybe ain't a not him, a but shooter, but he's really racking it in. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. we got a really exciting December slate coming up, people. Just get excited for Tech basketball. We're going to learn a lot about this team, as some coaches say when they lose. Uh, we'll learn a lot about our team. Um, hopefully, we'll not have that first loss until maybe 12-18 and maybe not till after. So, it's going to be a cool December.
0: First loss, Team going all the way, okay? We're going all see, the way, throughout man. Throughout the season. Shout out, shout out to Indiana and Bobby Knight. We're going all the way, you know, undefeated season. Um, uh, you know, but some I mean, some coaches say that. Some coaches also say, oh, you know, we're, games aren't measured in wins and losses. And, you know, losses are actually a good thing because it tells, yeah, some coaches down in Austin, they get chubby over the over the, uh, offseason, you know. Too much Bobby Kim. <laughs> uh, hey, Jeremy, we've reached our Texas slander total for the, <laughs> for the, we've hit our Texas slander bubble. There you go. Check that <laughs> off. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, like Jeremy was saying, um, Lamar should be a good win, but Providence will be where the season, in my opinion, really starts. We get the six preseason games out of the way, if you will, and really get the season started with a three game stretch of Providence, Tennessee and Arkansas state, the toughest three games we'll play all year. Right?
2: Yep. That's it. After that smooth sailing, <laughs> yes. as far yes. as I yes. see, <laughs>
0: yeah. After Arkansas State, it's just there's nobody that's really Ain't gonna nobody. be any better than that. You know, yeah, yep, yep, like yep. A, oh who's this? Oh Gonzaga, that's right. They they they. I've heard they've had good players.
2: Yeah, Bulldogs. <laughs> I mean, whatever. Uh, they've they've been they've been decent. We beat them last. Um, we beat them a couple of years. It doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, anyways. Uh, As far as me, like Jeremy said, we do have some key games coming up. Uh, Next week will be the next time we talk to y'all about basketball. Be on the lookout for football. Football regular season is ending. We play Baylor this weekend. Should be an interesting game. Uh, Baylor needs another team that needs to beat Texas Tech to go to the Big 12 championship game. Hopefully that one doesn't end the same way the last team that (laughs) had to do that does uh, for us. But either way, we're going to a game. So uh, next week will not be the last time you hear from us about football. Uh, but just like this won't be the last time you hear from us about basketball. So all good stuff all around. Um, so for our producer extraordinaire behind the scenes, that is Dylan Smythe. For um Jeremy Gillen, chillin'. Happy Thanksgiving. game.
2: Ah,
0: hey, there it is, Jeremy. That's it. Chillin' Jeremy Gillen. That's me. Baby. I've been looking for something for you for a while. <laughs> and there it is. There it is. Shout out to Chillin' Jeremy Gillen. Um, this is I'll Be Sure. You've been listening to the tech. Oh shoot. Hey, Dylan edit that (laughs) Um, (laughs) this is i'll be sure you've been listening to tortillas and takes podcast powered by guns up nation as always stay wrecked people
1: sports social podcast network